Hey, y'all, and welcome back to episode two of the Indie Flow podcast. And today I am here, or I'm joined here, excuse me, by my special guest host, Randall Belcher. Well, hello, everyone. <laughs> um, and he's here to tell a story that kind of relates, I guess, to the general theme of this film. Isn't that right, Randall? Yes, it's going to leave everyone at the edge of their seats. It's going to be immaculate. Ooh, I cannot wait, and I'm sure you guys can either. So let's go ahead and get started with this. Um, this episode, we will be taking a look at the horror drama with a little bit of mystery mixed in, film Summer of 84. Um, this is directed by Fran Seal Simard and uh, Anouk Wassell. Um, there's a lot of weird names in this in this film, <coughs> uh, excuse me, I'm kind of getting over a cold, so you'll have to excuse me. Um, all right, this film stars Graham Vercherry. There, like I said, there's a lot of weird names in this film, um, and he plays Davy Armstrong, Judah Lewis as Tommy Eats Eaton, and Caleb Emery as Dale Woody Woodworth. Um, you may know Graham from Stargirl, Fargo, and The Good Doctor, as well as Judah from both baby from both of the Netflix babysitter movies. Um, he plays the main character, I believe, and uh, Caleb Emery from Squ uh, Scream Queens, the 2015 Goosebumps film, um, Fist Fight, and Logan Lucky. All right, so this film is um, set in the mid-1980s in a suburban neighborhood during the summer, obviously, because it's summer of 84. Um, and, <coughs> uh, excuse me again, um, this film was a official selection in the 2018 Sundance Film Festival. Um, you know, Sundance is probably one of the best film festivals out there. Um, one of the most prestigious, definitely. And so, all right, um, the movie, kind of the plot here, um, the movie follows a group of 15-year-olds, 15 15-year-old um, boys, and they are looking for something to do, um, something fun to do during their spring break in this quiet suburban neighborhood. And the character Davy, kind of, I guess, like the main character. Um, Davy's kind of the main character. So the main character Davy is very much into conspiracy theories, and he starts to kind of sus <coughs> suspect his neighbor, who happens to be one of the town's cops, of being a serial killer, and now. Time for one of my favorite quotes from the movie. Um, before kind of heading into dangerous territory and Randall's story. Um, and the quote is a conversation between the characters Curtis Faraday and Tommy Eats Eaton. Um, all right, so Curtis is the one who starts off this quote and he says, you know you can get AIDS from looking through the trash, right? And Tommy responds with, only way you're getting AIDS. Very, 
Very fun indeed. All right. So before we go into my thoughts and more dangerous territory, Randall, would you be ever so kind as to share your story that relates to the theme of this movie? Oh, I most definitely am. All right. (laughs) Sorry, I'm also coming over a cold. So this story happens back in, I think it's 2010, 2009. I was in mm-hmm. fourth. I was in the fourth or fifth grade. It was during summer break, you know, summer break camps, all that stuff. We, my brother and I, we went to a Christian camp called Camp mm-hmm. Wamava. Am I allowed to say that? I'm assuming I'm allowed to say that. I what? The name of the camp? Yeah, go for it. Uh, You're yeah. not. I mean, it it yeah, adds it, uh, detail. It's called Camp Romava. It was in the middle of the Blue Ridge Valley, well, Blue Ridge Mountains in Virginia. So we were kind of <laughs> on the boonies. It was kind of, it's very interesting. Very hot summer, you know, like pretty much every summer. Yeah, most most summers are pretty hot. And and this Christian camp in particular, they like to celebrate. Uh, they, they, they like to cover a range of holidays like during our summers. Like there's like there's like Christmas in July, and sometimes like that little, hmm. little Easter thing going on. Interesting. This year. It was a Christmas in July theme, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, we were all getting ready for Christmas and whatnot, right? And during one of the activities, like, during the time between one of the activities, my brother and I, we were outside the mess hall. We were just, t- just messing around, right? Yeah. And my brother stops. He says, dude, do you see that? I say, do, do I see what? <laughs> he points over to, to, to the trees, like, over in a distance. I squint and look. I look real hard. I'm like, I don't see it. And I pause. I know something. Mm-hmm. It's a big ass bunny, <laughs> and not to say to anybody, it, it was like a man-sized bunny, pink too. I stand what? Yes. And this no, there's no way, dude. There's no way that this dude, can be real, dude. It's a true fucking story. Oh my oh, gosh! Wait, I right. the curse. It, it, it's fine. It, just as long, just as long as it isn't constant. Okay, okay, I'll I'll, I'll watch it. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, we looked over and we're like, dude, what? And mm-hmm. we look at each other, we look back at each other, th- then it waves at us. We're like, dude, there's no way. <laughs> we're like, this. What? <laughs> no. We're like, this thing's waving at us, right? Well, it was clearly somebody in a bunny costume, by the way. Well, yes, obviously. But the fact is, no one heard about this. This was the first sighting. Right? So, hang on, hang on. So, it's just some random dude. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, in a pink bunny costume, just hanging around kids, just chilling, just chilling. Okay, in the middle of Blue Ridge Mountain, Blue Ridge Mountains. I mean, look, the mountains <laughs> can sometimes be an odd spot, but I don't think that m- people dress up as bunnies hanging around children's well, summer camps well, well, this, is... Well, this, well, you know, it happened. The, okay, well, here, come... <laughs> just just continue. Continue right, with the story. Right, I, I am. I was planning it. So, <laughs> so uh, we start telling people, like, hey, you guys see the bunny man? Call him the bunny man, because, you know, bunny man. Well, bunny yeah. Man, yeah. And, yeah, pretty, pretty self-explanatory people there. Like, you guys are just messing with us. We're like, no, we're not messing with you guys. This is also where my sarcasm was first kicking in. So, yeah. so, like, I said the bunny was pink like 10 times. People kept asking me what color the bunny was. I, I sarcastically said, Oh my God, it was brown. And they're like, Huh, you're a liar. I'm like, You. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just got heated. I was like, All right, whatever. You know, 
fourth graders still don't understand sarcasm all the time. Yeah. It tends to be that way. Anyways, we were uh, doing some sort of uh, activity. We went into the woods. It was called a warped wall. What it was is like, it was, it's, it's the wall, but it was like, let's say 70 degrees. Like, okay. Yeah. And then the challenge was to basically like get everyone over the wall. Yeah. My brother and I, we could run up, we could run up by ourselves. Like we didn't need help for it, but yeah, it, yeah. Was, so it was, it was this a team is, building activity, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of like a, um, almost like a American Ninja Warrior type American obstacle. Ninja Warrior, but you know, with but, friends and team building. And children. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> children, of course. Yes. <laughs> we, we're, it's like, we're sitting and we finished doing it mm-hmm. and we meet up with five groups. They're like, dude, you guys see the bunny? And we're like, oh, they saw the bunny too. Now, yeah. the pe- now the people in our group, they believe us. Like, there's actually a bunny man going around this camp. We don't know yeah. what he's doing. We just know of its presence. Mm-hmm. Right? We're going to start flying around. There's conversations to be had. Multiple sightings of the bunny yeah. man. Till one night. Oh. Ominous. <laughs> we were the cabin A boys, right? Yeah. Cabin A was connected to cabin B, you know, together. All that fun stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's in the middle of the night, everyone's sleeping, we decided to talk about the bunny man, some yeah. scary stories are being told, like, oh my god, I hear there's an asylum nearby, and mm-hmm. someone broke free, like, you know, typical camp stuff that the counselors tell to scare the kids. So, yeah, we hear a bang in the bathroom, mm-hmm. right? We go, what is that? I roll over, I'm like, what is this, right? And then... All of a sudden, we see the bunny man run through our 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 dorm, our uh, camp, right, our cabin, and then he's being chased by. Can you guess who's being chased by? One of the counselors. By old Saint Nick. By fuck, by freaking Santa Claus. <coughs> what? Yes. I'm. <coughs> did they give you guys like acid or PCP before? No, like, no, no, no. He's being chased by Santa Claus. Remember when I told you? And that the this thing, was Christmas in July. Christmas yeah, 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 in yeah, July. yeah. Yeah, but how how does how does the bunny fit into this? It's just a, it's just a bunny. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, they, they just had bunny. And the thing is, bunny was a bad person. Santa Claus doesn't, you know, gets rid of bad people sometimes, I guess. I don't know. Santa Claus chased the bunny man away. And it was beautiful. I thought I was tripping. I was like, yo. I well, I mean, it definitely sounds like something that, like, you know, something you would experience on a trip, and not like a like a drug trip, an acid trip. Um, that is very, um, yeah. Oh, and interesting. By, and by the way, by the time we saw Santa, <laughs> everyone knew it was a joke because Santa was the. Uh, <laughs> the head counselor of the camp. So we were like, all right, this is the joke. Bunny yeah. man, very yeah. funny. Yeah. That, um... <laughs> then, they, then they had a recording of it, and Cabin A and B-Boys were talking about, like, we saw a bunny man. He got chased by Santa. Ah. I... You... That is... When you told me that you had a story, I was not expecting that. Dude, um, <laughs> the moment you told me summer, I was like, I got it. 
I think I got it. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, I, I told him that you know he could tell a story, but it had to relate to the movie somehow. And we have it both a murder buddy. <laughs> And it's during the summer, so it just it lined up perfectly. I, uh, you know, that is, yeah. I literally do not have any words for. I mean, that that is the most random thing ever. A bunny and Saint okay. Nick. I just can't. We got candy afterwards, though. Of course, it was. Something. I okay. Well, that 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 makes everything better. Yeah, obviously, candy. I'm bragging I mean. about my camp, by the way, viewers. And uh, well, yeah, obviously, but yeah. That you know, candy, candy, yeah, yeah. So, what about this? Uh, this this film. Ah, yes. Thank you, Randy. And now for my thoughts. Uh, remember, your risk of spoilers is higher now, and if you are trying to avoid spoilers, like every good movie watcher should, um, just follow this new acronym that I just made up. PWC or poor. Um, very catchy. I hope it catches on. Um, and that stands for pa- pause. Can't speak. Pause, watch, come back. Um, yeah, all right. Let's just go ahead and get into it. So the movie starts with Davy delivering papers, the classic summertime job for all young teens in the 80s. Um, both in movies and real life, I'm pretty sure. And uh, on top of that footage of him delivering papers is a voiceover from Davy himself, uh, kind of foreshadowing, I guess, the plot of the movie. Um, And as I said before, Davy is very into conspiracy theories. So during a neighborhood game of Werewolf, he spots something that sparks his suspicion, and he manages to convince his friends of that. Um, he also, uh, what was it? His former babysitter, I believe is what her character was again. Um, he even managed to convince her that this, like, this theory um, is real that someone in the neighborhood was a serial killer. And so, you know, he kind of starts piecing random clues together, um, starts kind of snooping around, both him and his friends. They all start snooping around. Um, There's a great deal of trespassing and, uh, like, breaking and entering and stuff like that. You know, normal kid stuff. Um, Normal crimes for kids to be committing. Uh, in the summer um but yeah i don't i don't want to spoil too much for you guys um because if i if i do kind of get into more details then things will start to kind of be given away um like specific um events and the plot and stuff like that but I can go into some of the more technical details if you're kind of more into the technical side like I am. Um, This movie was shot on a Red Epic Dragon. Um, And for you guys who don't know, those are high-end, like 8K. I think they even have a 16K camera now. Um, And that just stands for, like, quality, like, megapixel distance. Uh, 
density, sorry, density and stuff like that. Um, and it, it, the, it's an interesting selection for a short film because you usually, or not short film, I'm sorry, indie film. Um, I'm kind of tired. Indie film. Um, the, it is, and those are one just very expensive cameras, both to own and um, to rent. And, you know, most indie movies don't have much of a budget. And so I just thought it was an interesting choice of movie. Um, but anyway, those uh, red cameras were paired with Cook anamorphic lenses, which are also very high-end lenses. Um, and also parts of the film were shot on a old Panasonic Omni movie VHS high quality or HQ is the official title for it. Um, and that is, and that just kind of adds to the overall feel of it being in the eighties and it being an older or the, not, not an older film, but set in an older um, time period with like you know older technology and stuff like that um there also aren't that many special effects to talk about um and they're just i mean it's a thriller there usually aren't many special effects in thrillers um however practical effects that is where um this film at least in the effects department really shines and uh, um uh, towards the end, especially towards the end, is where a lot of the practical effects really start to show up. And just like in relation to the um, dead bodies, um, well, quote-unquote dead bodies, um, and it just, it added to the, uh, just the feel of the film. Like, I, I mean, there are multiple, one, also, fair warning, there are multiple jump scares in this movie, so don't, if you're not a fan of those or you have a heart, a heart condition, please don't watch this movie. Um, or if you do, be aware that there are jump scares, many of them, um, and those fake dead bodies um, add it or play into that, I guess. Um, but, I mean, those practical effects were some of the best I've seen, both in indie movies and also movies produced by major studios. Um, yeah. All right, well, that's my review of the horror drama mystery film, uh, summer of 84, directed by Fran Seal Simard and Anouk Wassell. Um, again, if you guys are listening, I doubt you are, but if you guys are listening, I am oh so very sorry for butchering your names. Um, yeah, that's my review without giving away too much of the movie. Um, go ahead and follow us on Instagram. That's where... You will figure you'll see behind the scenes 
workings of this podcast and also where you will be able to see what the next movie I'm reviewing is. Um, I usually make that post about a day or two before the episode is recorded and put out. So keep an eye there. Um, go ahead and visit um, Go ahead and visit our YouTube channel as well. It's just Indie Flow Podcast. Same with uh, Instagram. It's also just Indie Flow Podcast. Um, and there, this episode will not be... There will not be a video version. However, episode one and hopefully all of the episodes after this one, there will be a video version. Um, also, check out our website. That is coming soon. I will probably be making a post about that on Instagram when it is finally on the interweb. So keep an eye out for that. And have a good weekend. Go watch some movies.